We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to the show. If it's your first time here, I'm Chris Van Vliet, an Emmy award-winning TV host, and I am obsessed with finding out what makes successful people so successful. And on each episode, we have in-depth conversations and reverse engineer the habits and techniques of the world's top athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, food truck owners, you name it. If they are the best at what they do, I want to get their insight so we can apply it to our own lives. And of course, you know ODB from wrestling, but like I mentioned there, for the last few years, she's been so well-known for her food truck. Oh, and by the way, she reveals some, some pretty big news in this interview that she's returning to Impact Wrestling for the first time in many years. TNA was her home for a while, and man, I can't wait to see her back there because, well, there's so many new mashups that we can see there. She says it's her dream to drive her food truck into a stadium and then, you know, beat people up like Stone Cold Steve Austin style. So I'm hopeful that that can eventually happen here at some point. Take a screenshot. Let us know that you're with us on this one. Tag us on social media. I'm at Chris Van Vliet. ODB is at the ODB BAM. Yeah, the ODB BAM. And uh, let's get that new name of the podcast, Insight. Let's get that name and that logo out there so as many people that can share this as possible, I'd be happy to retweet you or restory you on Instagram. And if you haven't done so already, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It's so, so helpful if you could do that. This review is from Luke Nukem 7 Great name. It's titled Awesome Show. Chris is a great interviewer. You can tell he really puts time into coming up with questions that the fans want answers to. He creates conversations rather than conducting a standard, bland Q&A interview and really dives deep into the topics discussed. I've recommended the show to several of my friends. Oh, well, thank you so much. They've listened and they agree. Keep up the good work, brother. I'll keep playing your show in the office. Well, thank you, my man. Playing in the office, man. I wonder what kind of work you guys are getting done there. Well, thank you. And I'm going to keep reading one review out on the show till we get to 2,000 reviews before my birthday, May 19th. So you want a shout out for free, by the way? There's no Patreon here. There's no PayPal. It's free. Just leave a review on here and we'll pick one out to read on every episode. And you know, like you, I've been spending so much more time since March looking at screens. I mean, almost all my interviews, including this one, are done on Zoom. but I noticed that my eyes were starting to feel heavy by the afternoon, was having problems sleeping. I thought I was just working too much. Then I figured out it was from too much blue light. Blue light damages our eyes and leads to digital eye strain. So we're talking about blurred vision, headaches, dry, watery eyes. Stop me if this sounds like you. And for some people, it could even lead to heightened anxiety, depression, and low energy. 
Blue Blocks was created to fix this problem and block out blue light with their high-quality lenses. And unlike other blue light glasses, Blue Blocks are evidence-backed and made under optics laboratory conditions in Australia. The founders were just unhappy with the lack of quality, the lack of science behind the other blue light blocking glasses that, uh, you know, these companies were just getting made in China and they were mass producing them, but they were like unevidenced. There was no understanding of how light impacts health. Blue Blocks has over 40 frames to choose from. I wear one called Smith and it kind of makes me feel like Clark Kent, but I just, I can't say enough good things about how much they've helped with eye strain and how much better I sleep at night. And you can do this too. So get your energy back. You can sleep better and block out the unhealthy effects of blue light with blue blocks. You'll get free shipping worldwide and 15% off by going to blueblocks.com slash CVV or enter the code CVV15 at checkout. That's blueblocks.com slash CVV, B-L-U, B-L-O-X. So there's no E there. B-L-U blocks and blocks is B-L-O-X. You'll get 15% off with that code CVV15. Now let's get to it. My chat with the one and only ODB. ODB in the house. Oh boy, what's up? <laughs> Here we go. I don't. I don't even know what to expect from this. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you look like you could uh, jump in the ring right now and have a match. Yeah, I'm all jacked up. Yeah, you are jacked up. And like, I think that <laughs> this is the interesting thing about you is I don't know where ODB the wrestler ends and where ODB the woman begins. Uh, oh, <laughs> definitely all woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you these days? I'm in Ormond Beach, Florida. I'm here for the winter, um, expanding my food truck and um, hanging out. And I'm not missing the snow back home in Minnesota because that's where I usually am. Yeah, it's definitely a lot colder. Look, I'm originally from Canada. I'm not missing the snow right now either. Oh, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of like we're neighbors. Yeah, pretty much. We have, we we had or had have similar accents, you know, being from that part of the world. <laughs> oh yeah, you you're, you're driving you're driving the food truck to Dynamite. Is that every week? That um, yeah, I've been going every other week. They do live shows, so I've been going every other Wednesday. Um, that's been great. I just been I started out just um tailgating for the fans because they've had about up to a thousand fans for a show. Great. And then um, I got backstage and uh, I haven't been backstage in a long time. So it's kind of weird. <laughs> and then I just showed my food truck up backstage and some of the wrestlers came out and the crew guys and all the camera guys at AEW are my TNA boys. So it was cool to see everyone. So if I were to walk up to your food truck, it's, truck, it's called the meet and greet food truck. What am I going to, what am I going to see on the menu? Well, you're going to see some pork you nachos. You're going to see the pork mania, the meat in a cup. And I'll, the meat in a cup is my favorite. Um, literally a cup. It's like a red solo cup. It comes in three different three different sizes. Pick your cup size, B, C, or double D. <laughs> <laughs> and then it starts out uh, uh, homemade baked beans, my pulled pork, coleslaw, and a pickle all in a cup. Oh, that sounds amazing. Is, so is that your most yeah. popular item? That is. That is. Everyone, it's funny to see people when they come up, they're like, eating a cup, what's that? And they start reading it, and then they're like, B, C, double D. Oh, I get it. Uh, yeah. And everybody <laughs> wants double D, right? Oh, yeah. Well, some people are like, oh, I don't know if I can handle the double D. And then you get all that weirdness out there, you know. <laughs> Have you always loved cooking? Yeah, the one thing about cooking is it brings people together. Yeah. And I've always been an entertainer in and outside the ring. Like, I love my lifestyle. Even back home growing up, my parents would have parties in the garages. You know, they would have little bonfires, drink their beer. And then us kids would just ride our bikes around and wait for someone's parents to yell at us to get home. And I just love being around people. And, like, I started out cooking in crockpots. <laughs> You know, and to make it, and then it's just been a thing for me. I just love, I love cooking. I mean, I'm not like a big fancy chef or nothing, but I'm a pretty damn good smoker. I like to smoke the meat 
growing up growing up in that part of the world, there's a lot of comfort food. Like I feel like chili is yes. a really big thing in the Midwest. Chili and hot dishes. So like tater tot hot dish is amazing. Meatloaf has been awesome. Like anything you can put in a crock pot is amazing. Right. Anything <laughs> you can put in a crock. Man, I love and it's also like a relatively easy way to cook for people who aren't oh. chefs like me. Well, that's the thing. Like you can literally in the morning put whatever you want in there. If you want to put chicken, put some vegetables in there, chili, and let it cook all day. And then it'll be ready for you when you get home for dinner. So talk to me about growing up in Minnesota. Were you always a massive wrestling fan? Oh my God. I got to send you some pictures. Yes. I love because Minnesota is where a lot, the, a lot of the guys got started. Like, you know, with the AWA, with the Ganyas, you know, you had Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan get their start, the Road Warriors. And, oh my God, just going to those shows. I was, um, I hated Hulk Hogan growing up and I loved like, macho man and ultimate warrior and I, we'd have our signs and stuff and it was just like oh, i just loved it um and we would my yeah our parents would take us to me and my brother and our friends to shows and then i found out that a lot of the guys had it's called the gym in minneapolis and they all hung out there and i think the road warriors actually owned the gym hmm. and so we me and my brother would stand outside waiting for them and I remember Larry Zabisco told me to buzz off. <laughs> he's like, get out of here, kid. I was like, what a dick. And then, <laughs> but now he's cool. <laughs> but the, the one guy that was really cool to me was uh, Barry Darso, Smash from Demolition. I actually have a kick-ass picture of me and him. We're both in our Zubas. And I have a Venice Beach muscle shirt. I think I have a mullet, too. <laughs> <laughs> So did you decide early on, this is it. I love wrestling. I want to try to be a wrestler when I grow up. Yeah. Like, but they were so larger than life back in the day. They were so colorful and like, you know, seeing the honky tonk man come out, macho man in his robe. I'm like, Oh my God, who are these men? And then like, you know, I went off to college and stuff, came back home and I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to get all jacked up and uh, go wrestle. <laughs> you were not larger than life. You're, you're larger than life now. You weren't larger than life when you were growing up. I was a little quiet girl growing up. I don't believe that. <laughs> I was definitely not ODB. <laughs> Who was Jess when you were growing up? I was, um, I was actually, don't laugh now. I was actually a ballerina for about 12 years growing up. I did like tap jazz and ballet. And I was also an, a jock too. I played softball throughout my um, softball and hockey. But uh, wrestling, like I got to, um, or uh, dancing, I got to dance at the Super Bowl halftime show back in like when it was in Minnesota, like 90 maybe. I'm not sure when it was. Wow. And, you know, I got to perform in the Nutcracker. Like I was, yeah, I, <laughs> I was always a performer, but didn't know it was going to lead me to this. <laughs> but there's got to be some sort of similarities between dancing and wrestling. I mean, they always call wrestling the violent ballet, but there must be some sort of similarities. Yeah, definitely. You know, you got to be on your toes and you got to have good balance and kind of have a good brain <laughs> to remember stuff. So, yeah, it, uh, definitely helped me. Uh, helped me out in my wrestling. Do you sure. still do any sort of dancing? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> no. no. I mean, I can go like this a little bit, but no, I did not. No, I'm not a dancer. <laughs> so where did the idea for the ODB that we now know and we now love, where did that come from? Well, I actually, my first taste of wrestling, uh, do you remember back in WWF days, it was the very first Tough Enough back in 2000? Of course. Yeah. The one that Maven won. Yeah. Maven in India. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh my God, easy way to get in wrestling. So I sent in my tape and my brother was like, you need a cool name. You need a name that like eventually people will chant and you need like, you know, Jesse's not going to really be powerful. And he's like one dirty bitch ODB. And I didn't even think about the Wu-Tang Clan, old dirty bastard. Right. Um, so then I did it and they, I made a nice little cool video and they sent me to New York and I made it to the top 20. But I didn't make it on the show, obviously. But I'm so glad I didn't because who knows what I would have been up to right now <laughs> if I would have been a reality star. Uh, 
but yeah, but then I kept, I actually kept in contact with Al Snow. He actually remembered me from all those people. He's like, I, and then I kept seeing him on the indie scene. Cause when I got back home, um, I called up Eddie Sharkey who trained the road warriors, you know, Sean Dabari, Austin Aries, Ken Anderson. And, um, I just started training and bam. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you had no wrestling experience when you auditioned for tough enough. Oh God, no, I didn't. I didn't have any of my tattoos. Uh, my hair was like out to here. I then got a perm at the time. I didn't have my double D's. And I was like, hi, I'm one dirty bitch. Uh. <laughs> Do you think if you yeah. had wrestling experience, it would have worked in your favor on Tough Enough? Or were they looking for people that were green, that could just be, you know, great storytellers on a reality show? Well, I guess, yeah, because MTV was where the, what they were on. And yeah. uh, WWF actually liked me. They're like, oh yeah, we see, we see something in her. But MTV said, no, she doesn't have a story. She wasn't, you know, they actually were asking me questions if I was a lesbian. They're like, like women? I'm like, nope, I like men. They're like, you sure? I'm like, yep, I love, yes, I love men. <laughs> you probably still get that a lot. I think that if someone, and I don't, I mean this in the best possible way, but I think that if someone immediately looks at you, they go, yeah, she, she might be into girls. Yeah, I I do get that. Someone actually uh, just said to me, like, they're like, so what what are you into? I'm like, what do you mean? Like men, women? I'm like, I love the cack. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it matters. Like, it doesn't matter I one know, way right? or another. But exactly. Think, it doesn't matter as long as we got some love going on. <laughs> but I think that for whatever reason, the look that you have yeah. might make people think that. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Especially if I'm at like biker events and stuff, people see me all like, and you know, my deeper voice and the bandana and all this stuff, but I'm just a, just a little girl, you know, <laughs> a little girl. Yeah. A little you probably girl. have a lot of women that are into you. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> well, actually speaking of that, the funny going into something like that. So since I, you know, live in my airstream full time and I travel a lot to different campgrounds and uh, so I, I have this thing, you know, the flamingos, it's kind of like a, a camping thing. Yes. And so I have all my flamingos out and I was in Louisiana, I believe. And this couple walked by and they're like, Hey, nice to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. They're like, what's up with all the flamingos? I'm like, Oh, I just love them. It's just an Airstream thing. You know, fun little camping decoration. They're like, you know what it means, right? And I was like, mm, no, they're like, well, it means you're a swinger. <laughs> Is that right? So, yeah. So I was like, oh boy. So I don't know if that couple was looking to swing or what. <laughs> do you still have the flamingos out? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> so so where we're doing this interview right now, this is your home slash airstream. Is this also attached? Yes. Is this the food truck as well? Nope. This is actually this is oh, we the see a flamingo there. This is great. Yeah, that's my fancy one. <laughs> actually yeah because um actually yeah a lot of people get confused they're like okay so you live in a trailer is it your food truck too so my food truck is actually a food truck so that's yeah. totally separate and then my airstream um i actually pull it with i have a, a regular truck that pulls the airstream but when i move and stuff and go back home or wherever i go i have very good friends so i have someone that will pull my airstream and then i drive the food truck so where's the food truck as we sit here right now? It is in the in the back of the campground. So they have okay. a parking spot for me. Yeah. You couldn't just leave it at TIAA Bank Field where the, no. where the Jaguars are? <laughs> yeah, what's up, Tony Khan? What the hell? I mean, and they, they've got plenty of parking there. Oh, God, it's huge. I could actually park it in the stadium. You definitely could park it in the stadium. Mm -hmm. So what is life like when you live in an Airstream? <laughs> honestly it's so because i love hanging out with older people just like the older generation their stories their life that they've been through and just like so i'm in this campground and it's all snowbirds um i'm the youngest person here um they start their happy hour probably around 11 o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> and they're passed out by five <laughs> but it's uh i love it though like everyone's so cool and you know, they'll just, anyone will just stop over, hang out, driving on the golf carts, 
you know, they'll have bands on the weekends here. We all go by the pool, hang out, and they have bingo on Monday nights. Um, so yeah, it's just, I love like, yeah, I just, I just love listening to these guys' stories and stuff. It's just fun. I've always felt like, I've always felt like you're kind of like an old soul. Like maybe you were born, you know, 20 years too late or something like that. I, I agree. And I actually look back at the wrestling days. I'm like, oh, I was in the wrong era. Damn it. (laughs) What era would have been great for your style of wrestling? Oh, the attitude era. Totally. Dang it. Or even in the eighties too. I don't know. I kind of go back and forth on those, but like just being on the road with like freaking macho man, the nasty boys, Steiners, like, Oh my God, I would have been. Yeah. But with that (laughs) said, the attitude era was amazing, but women weren't really given the opportunities in the attitude era that you were. That is true. You were such a trailblazer with the knockouts. Like women's wrestling is the way that it is now because of what you and Gail Kim and Mickey James and everybody else in TNA did 10, 15 years ago. Thank you. I can't believe it was like freaking 10 years ago. Holy crap. Damn. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It's it's like you look back because I always look back, especially on like our social media stuff, like memories start popping up and everything. And it's just so cool to like see some matches pop up and you're like, oh my God. And we really were like, I loved, I was so blessed uh, where I ended up like TNA was awesome to me. Doors always open for me too, to come back. And it was just awesome. Like awesome Kong, Gail Kim, the beautiful people. I mean, it was just amazing. Like I loved, oh, I love that locker room. And I still all talk to the girls too. We pretty much talk every day, most of us. Oh, wow. Do you guys have like a, a group chat that you talk in? Yeah, we do that Voxer. Oh, yes. So, I, I, I had Lisa yeah. Marie, Victoria, oh, here recently. Yeah. And she's she the one sending... I talked to her. She says hi. Oh, she's, she's so sweet. She was oh, sending so many Voxes when she was here. <laughs> she's awesome. I talk to her pretty much every day. And then oh, Mickey she's James. So, she's so sweet. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's get this out into the open here and, and, and clip the, get this cleared up. You are not retired. You haven't wrestled in a while, but you are not retired. Gosh, no. I actually, um, yeah, it's been about a year since I actually wrestled. I think I only wrestled a couple times last year. Um, never retired, just kind of expand, you know, obviously expanded my brand into the food truck and then the food truck took off. And now I'm like, I kind of want to get out there. I just don't want a food truck a lot. You know, I want a food truck, but I want to be more special. I want a food truck. I want to get in the ring. I want to, you know, do this and that. And actually, actually, so I am actually getting back in the ring. (laughs) Okay. So, yes. um, uh, Impact obviously called me. Um, And that's a cool thing about stuff. Like, I've never burnt a bridge in wrestling. Like, yeah, we all have our, you know, bad moments and stuff, whatever. You want to tell everyone to go F themselves. But... (laughs) Um, it's just impact was awesome. Like TNA was always my home. And then, you know, they buzzed me and every time I said, I'm like, Oh gosh, Oh boy, here we go. But, you know, they're like, Hey, would you want to come back, you know, and see what happens and, and possibly bring the food truck. So that's my ultimate goal is actually to drive my ODB's meet and greet into a stadium and kick some ass. So when are we going to be seeing you on impact? Um, soon. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually leaving in a few days. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So you're going, they're yeah. taping in Nashville right now. Is that right? Yeah. In Nashville. Yeah. So are so. you driving the Airstream to Nashville or the food truck no. to Nashville or both? I'm, I'll, I'll be flying. I'll be flying. <laughs> oh, okay. And then coming back to Florida. And then coming back and then possibility in the future, uh, hopefully next month, bring the food truck to Nashville. So. And you've got a whole new era of people that you can wrestle in Impact now. This is going to be oh, great. I know. And then I see uh, Jazz is there. So no one's ever seen me and Jazz go at it um, on TV. And then Jordan Grace is another good one. Taya, like they all just, I love, I love how the knockouts are still going as the knockouts. You know what I mean? They're all so yeah. different. They're all keeping it uh, good. And I just love all those girls. They're a lot younger than me, but... <laughs> Uh, so that'll be fun. I'll be all of those matches now. are great. Also, Deanna Perrazzo, I think that you and her would yes. have a great match. Yeah, I've never worked with her before. Yes. And this is funny. It's only been what four years since we last saw you in Impact? 
Yeah, it's been it's been a little bit. Yeah, I went back last year just for a little bit for a couple of shows. Um, and then, yeah, it's God, it's been probably like I think 2014 was like my last official contract with them. So it's been a little bit. Oh, wow. And well, we recently saw you in NWA as well. Yep, that was a good time. I had to wrestle Thunder Rosa. She's amazing. I loved, we had a lot of fun together. It was just a brawl. Like, I feel and like I was sore for a, a long we'd time. We'd still be seeing you, I think, in NWA if the world was a little bit more normal. Uh, I know, right? Dang it. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully we're heading back that way again. Yes. Yes, it's... Uh... We'll see what happens here. <laughs> so what's going to, you know, Impact has a relationship with AEW right now. So if, if you're back in Impact, maybe we see you in AEW. I mean, you've done some work there, but maybe we see yeah. you doing like some sort of crossover. That actually is something I, because um, I'm not afraid to pitch anything. What are they going to say? No, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. like, that was actually one thing I said. I'm like, hmm, Jacksonville's an hour away from me. I've been having my food truck there. Why not drive the bitch right in, <laughs> you know, and go after some of those chicks or, you know, like, I think that would be, yeah. Well, we saw you in the battle Royal at or battle Royale oh. at all out. <laughs> I thought that would turn into something more. I mean, it was such a nice surprise seeing you there, but why was that the only appearance in AEW? I know I'm kind of like, I kind of, I thought, I think the same thing too. Cause I went there. The reaction was like, holy, because no, because I had my food truck at the um, hotel and everything all weekend. And then I showed up and they're like, holy shit, ODB, uh, you know, and then nothing. I'm like, all right, well, cool. But they never really brought in a lot of girls, you know, that uh, were named and like, you know, they never brought in a lot, any of the TA girls or, you know, XWWE chicks and stuff. But I think you need to need to spice that women's division up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, well, Awesome Kong's there and Ali, I guess, spent some time in Impact. But yeah, it, it totally makes sense to have you in yeah. that as part of that division. Yeah, so I can still go. I actually just had to buy a new wrestling outfit because I sold my last one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but it'll be good. It'll be so we're going to see you in a new outfit when you return in Impact Wrestling. Yeah, it'll be the same kind of gimmick I wore with my boots hanging out my ass showing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> how, long, how long into your career did you decide that grabbing your boobs would be your taunt? I know, right? I remember the first time I was at TNA was 07 when I officially signed with them. And I, they were they kept saying, they're like, why do you keep grabbing your boobs? I was actually grabbing them just to make sure they were still there and not like hanging out. So I kept like going like, ah, and they're like, keep doing it. They're like, it works. And then the BAM thing came from OVW days. And then I was like, oh, BAM. And then a lot of the boys were like, keep grabbing your boobs. And then I remember, though, Spike TV was like, all right, can you not grab your boobs so much? And yeah, then I, I kind of slowed down for like a month. And then I said, ah, fuck it. I'll keep grabbing my boobs. <laughs> so is Spike TV saying don't grab your boobs, period? Or, you know, limit your boob grabbing to limit to a max? They said, limit my boob grabbing. And they're like, don't grab onto it. Like, they're like, maybe give it a nice three count. So I was just like, whatever. So this is like a network executive telling you how to grab your boobs? Yeah. I had a lot of, I had a lot of nice little talks from TNA and Spike TV about my stuff. <laughs> what, what else did they think was controversial? Oh, they just said, you know, kind of watch your mouth a little bit. You know, like I remember... Um, like we do like little storylines and stuff. And then I'd always, you know, make fun of the chicks that had like the weaves in their hair and, you know, call them horror and stuff. And they're like, can you not call these women whores? <laughs> oh, so, yeah. But it you all should, worked out. Yeah, I bet you you'd get away with that on access TV. I know. Well, now like with no crowd now it's like, cause I, I talk a lot when I'm in the ring. Like, I'm like, Hey, come on, you bitch. Uh, that's all you got. I'm like, Oh my God, I can imagine what I'm going to be saying. <laughs> We're going to be hearing it all. That's what's going to be happening. You are You're probably going to hear me huffing and puffing and uh, <laughs> saying uh, my match will probably be one long beep. <laughs> <laughs> when did you decide, you know what? I'm going to buy a food truck. I'm going to make this thing happen. Oh boy. Well, it started out, um, I was on a cooking show with Joey Fatone from NSYNC and I did that. Oh gosh. 
probably a good eight years ago. And we filmed it at my Airstream in Minnesota. And it was just before like my barbecue sauce came out and we did. And it got a lot of publicity and everyone's like, oh, oh, that chick with the wrestler, the Airstream, you know. And then I got a phone call from a place called uh, Pepper Palace. They make um, they're in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and they make hot sauce and barbecue sauce. And they contacted me about, you know, they're like, hey, we'd love to work with you about a barbecue sauce. I was like, hell yeah. So we did that. And then I started traveling by myself in the Airstream, going to uh, like barbecue festivals, Sturgis bike rally, Daytona bike rally, Texas, and drove around selling barbecue sauce in my little 10 by 10 tent, you know, and being a vendor. And that was it, it was a lot of work and it was fun though. I mean, I experienced a lot, a lot of shit during those days and it was fun, but it wasn't making me money. I was literally, you know, like buying sauce just to go to the next festival and then selling it and, you know, paying the bills and all that. And then some, a, a complete stranger just came up to me and they're like, you should get a food truck and like feature your sauces. I was like, oh yeah. And I literally dived right in. I got a food trailer to start. And started it actually at Jimmy Hart's bar in Daytona Beach, right outside the parking lot. And um, well, my first uh, my first year and a half, might two years, was a shit show. It was like I had no idea what I was doing. I it, I was all over the place. But who works now, in, now your, I got who works in your together. food truck now? Is it just you? It is just me. I'll have um back in Minnesota. I have my nephew. Fletch that helps me out and some of my good friends, but it's me. It's me booking it, cooking, um, promoting it. Like it's all me. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> the wrestling audience is like, is very niche, right? Like if you love wrestling, you love wrestling. If you're not into yeah. wrestling, you know, it's just a thing that's over here that you don't watch. Mm -hmm. There must be a giant population of people that don't know you as a wrestler. They just know you as a food truck yeah. owner. Yeah, it's kind of cool because, like, when they look at my food truck, like, you know, I have a cartoon face of me and yeah. I go like this, eh, and then I have like the wrestling belt outside and I have all this stuff. And people look at it, they're like, wow, this is, a, this is a cool setup, good, good marketing and stuff. And then they're like, who are you? And I'm like, oh, ODB, you know, I've been a pro wrestler. Like, oh my God, that's so cool. So then, you know, you get a whole new fan base. Like, it's pretty cool. Like, they're just like, oh, keep it up. This is cool. What's the, so what's the first question you get from the non-wrestling fans? Is it, do you know? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. The Undertaker? Yes. Oh, I had drinks with Mr. Perfect. He was my good buddy, was he? <laughs> <laughs> or the best part, I love this, where I get like the older women, they're like, oh yeah, we used to hang out with all the wrestlers. I'm like, I bet you did. Ah. I know what you were called. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. So yeah, it you, is funny though to hear all those stories when people are like, hey, I, I would drink with this guy and that guy. And I'm like, cool. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. Now, this isn't a crisis line. This isn't self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. 
You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room with traditional therapy ever again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash insight. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash insight and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So the special offer for anybody listening to Insight right now is 10% off your first month. Just go to betterhelp.com slash insight. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash insight. So how did you start to balance food truck owner, operator, entrepreneur, and also being a wrestler. I just made it work because I was like, I knew I wasn't done with wrestling, but I was like, oh, I'm going to use my wrestling name to expand it. And then um, I wanted to still wrestle, but then I got so focused on the food truck. And I was like, oh, I got to get this thing taken off. And then once I kind of balanced it out, I was like, well, now I'm like, now I would love to get back in the ring, you know, not full, full time, but, you know, still kind of food truck at big events hop on a plane, go wrestle, come back. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, I love like just doing, cause when you're an entrepreneur, you don't want just one income coming in. You know what I mean? You want this, you want that. And like, that's, that's my goal this year is just to have, you know, just be everywhere. Yeah. What are you said? You want to expand this. You didn't just want to have a food truck. What's next. Oh boy. Well, I'm actually just launching, um, Cause 2020 actually was a very good year for me. Um, my business, my, my food truck business took off amazing. Um, I worked on myself. I hired a life coach. Um, and I just really worked on myself and, uh, I'm actually launching a, a paid group for, um, and you get me. So it's kind of cool. So it's like, I'm going to be motivating, inspiring people. Um, you're going to have me as a coach. And I'm going to be doing like weekly phone calls, live calls, and always available for people to, so I really want to motivate, inspire people. I think that's the main thing about 2021. I love helping others and I love seeing my friends and people win. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's so awesome when you see all of us being successful. I'm like, oh my God, I love it when like wrestlers, like, you know, get other stuff going on. Like, it just makes me happy. It's cool to see people succeed is personal growth something that's always been interesting to you yeah and i've learned that in wrestling like i learned a lot of stuff in wrestling but the one thing is like you know there's life after wrestling and you got to be ready for it you know and i've seen so many people lose their lives over wrestling and it sucks you know and I think people just need a balance and stuff. And it's just like, I really, I've always been focused on myself, but really like invested, you know, some money into it and just getting my brain. Like I'm actually um, doing, I don't know if you ever heard of 75 hard. It's a oh. mental challenge by um, Andy Frisella. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Andy Frisella, yeah. He's amazing. So I'm doing, I'm on day, what day? I'm on day 71 of this 75 hard challenge. And it actually came at a perfect timing to go back to impact. I'm literally wrestling on my 75th day. So oh, I wow. haven't, so 75 days, I had to work out twice a day. One has to be outside, no alcohol. So I haven't drank in 71 days. <laughs> That's uh, probably losing my reputation right there. <laughs> we won't tell and, anyone. Don't worry. Yeah, don't, yeah. <laughs> and like just working out, um, reading books every day. Um, what else was there? Um, taking a progress picture every day, which I'm looking back at my pictures. I was like, holy shit. Hmm. <laughs> it's great. I mean, not only do you lose weight, but your mind is just, uh, more clear, less foggy. And, but I can't wait to have a drink on my 76th day. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, we live in a world now where everybody calls himself a life coach or everybody is trying to give out free advice on the internet. When you start to go down that path and go, you know, I want someone to really help guide me and help me make me a better version of me. Where did you begin? I actually started following this guy, uh, Sean Whalen. Uh, he wrote a book on how to make shit happen. And I read his book and it's just a, it was awesome. It kind of changed me a little bit. And then I actually met him in Vegas about a year ago. And he has a group called Lions Not Sheep. And then he had a live thing in, um, I think in uh, last June he did. So I drove to Utah from Minnesota, to Utah. I was like 18 hours. I was like, eh, I'll go on a road trip. You know, everything shut down, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I took a cool little road trip to Utah and there was 200 people there and he just, he talked, he's a big, huge motivational speaker. And then he had a lot of his buddies that are very successful talk to, and it was, um, it was pretty cool experience. I remember a lot of the girls back in the day at TNA, like Gail Kim and Christy Hemi, they loved going to these retreats. Mm. I was like, what, what are you guys talking about? I'm like, you're paying money to go have someone talk to you, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, yeah, now I do that stuff. <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing is it's focusing on what you're doing right now, because it's so easy yeah. to just kind of live in this moment, not think about what tomorrow or next week or next month is yeah. going to bring. And I think that that's a big part of this is being specific on the goals that you're reaching after. Yes. Especially too, especially during this time, like last year has been a shit show and so many people like, you know, drank more, stayed at home. That it, it gave you an excuse to be lazy, basically. Everyone's watching Netflix. What's the new thing on Netflix? And drinking more and hanging out more. You know, it's just like I did, you know, and gaining weight. I'm like, I am not going down that route. <laughs> well, the I, I've been saying that COVID is an introvert's dream because there's so many people that would get invited to parties or out to, you know, events. And they'd be like, oh, I don't really want to go. Yeah. But I also don't want to say no, so sure yeah. I'll show up. And now it's like, yeah, COVID can't uh, can't yeah. go. Don't want to go. I know. I'm kind of glad some stuff was shut down. I'm like, oh, now I can focus on myself and not worry about missing. You know. What was the biggest no, thing that big... you? What was the biggest thing you that you felt that you needed to work on on yourself? Just my goal, like focusing, like staying focused, because. I can be everywhere. You know what I mean? Especially running my business. Like I really need to focus on the business part. Like, yeah, I can do like promote this, you know, cook that and park somewhere, sell my food. But I'm like, uh, the business part I need to, you know, start focusing more on. And, you know, then I, it's nice too. Cause then I got to hire some people to, you know, help me with my business and stuff. So it's good to reach out to people. That's the one thing I learned too. Don't be afraid to reach out to people. Like me and you, we we have so many freaking connections. Yeah. Like in everything, you know. And I one of the main guys I reached out to was Robert Irvine. You oh, know, wow. like yeah, Gail Kim's and, husband. Yeah. And they're and they've always been huge supporters of me. And I love those guys. And Robert, like I literally just talked to him like a week ago, and then he hooked me up with this corporate chef and we've been, you know, they've been helping me out a lot. Just like, you know, the numbers and all that, the, the stuff that, you know, I need help with. <laughs> yeah. And just like, you know, every, like, it's just cool to have that. And they appreciate that. You know, I think it's cool. Like if someone reached out to me and wanted some advice about something, like I would think that'd be awesome. I, I think the biggest thing that I learned as an entrepreneur, because I own a fishing brand, I own an outdoor brand called Woo Tungsten. I think the biggest thing I learned was delegation. Because when you're starting out, you think that you need to do everything yourself. Yes. yes. And I, I, I heard this great quote that really stuck with me. It's early on, you will trade your time in order to make more money. And then as you kind of get going, you're so okay with trading a little bit of your money to get some more of your time back. Yes. I love that. Love that. That is, that is true. Cause you get, you, you work, you just worry so much about stuff and you're like, time is money and you're time, you know, you're worth a lot. So, but when yeah. you're starting out, you're like, well, I could oh. probably build this website. I could probably run this social media <laughs> account. I could probably <laughs> do the accounting. And then as you get going, you go, well, actually I should probably hire someone who's an expert at this and they can take care yeah. of that. Yeah. And it's nice too. It's like, oof, da. got some hats lifted off of you. <laughs> so do you think that, I mean, you had such a great year in 2020. Do you think that COVID, 
hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, as it starts yeah. to go away in 2021, is that going to be better for your business? I think so. Um, I really think, especially like uh, being a small business, I think a lot of people in 2020 have been supporting small businesses a lot uh, more. And they're going to realize, wow, small businesses, if you made it through this shit show, oh yeah, be ready for an awesome year and be ready for more support from people. I think, um, yeah, I think especially too, like I'm a food truck that does big events. You know, I do like concerts. I did the Kid Rock concert back in Minnesota a couple of years ago at a casino. And like doing those were like my money makers. Like I miss those. And I think once everything starts opening up again, I, that's, it's, yeah, I think things are going to get ridiculous. Like awesome. <laughs> what has been your best event for the food truck? What's been the event where you, you ran out of food because there were so many people? Oh, it's, it's been actually... I have like top threes. I have okay, bring it. Um, pretty much, I did a lot of casino shows back in Minnesota because casinos are pretty big up there. And uh, I remember running out as Fourth of July a couple years ago, and I had a line. I mean, there was like five food trucks, I believe. I had a line nonstop, and I had I think I had a couple helpers that time. And I'm like, I was down to my last pork butt, and I still had a huge line. I'm like, shit. I mean, I cooked. I think I cooked about 18 pork butts. That's, that's a lot of meat plus chicken and stuff. I was down to it. I'm trying to like grab what I can to make a good portion. And I had to make the announcement and some jackass. He's like, Oh, you obviously didn't come prepared. I was like, what did you just say? So I jumped out of my truck. <laughs> I said, excuse me. And you know, we went off and then everyone started clapping, you know, and they're like, good for you for selling out, you know? Yeah. And then, the people that ran the show were like, oh my God, we apologize, you know, that someone did that to him. Like, I don't care. It is what it is. Um, so that like that, but when you run out, you kind of get pissed because I'm like, oh my God, I could have made so much more, but I I like selling out. And then actually at the Stark, uh, Starcade, Starcast, Starcade, uh, Starcast, right? Yeah. yeah. Starcast, Starcade, I wish. <laughs> they won in Chicago? Uh, yep. Yeah. yeah. So I did two of those with my old trailer. I did the first one and I did the second one and both times. Yeah. All day. I mean, I was working from literally six in the morning on my food truck till about 2 AM. Like I was nonstop with it, but I did awesome there. Those are some of my biggest sales right there. Well, you had the best yeah. location. I mean, you were right at the exit slash entrance. So as you're walking yeah. in, there's the food truck. As you're walking yeah. out, there's the food truck. You couldn't, I mean, that couldn't happen. Like, you know, Conrad that put it all together, he hooked me up with that. And then the hotel, the Hyatt Hotel was awesome because not many hotels would do that. You mm. know, they'd be like, oh, you're taking away our sales, but they loved it. They're like, you can use our kitchen. We got you. So it was, um, that was a perfect, perfect place to food truck. I definitely I want to acknowledge back. you for continuing on with this, even though you had the giant setback of the fire on your food truck. And I think a lot of people might've gone, you know, that sucks. Uh, it's not for me and kind of went on to wow. something else. Yeah. Cause I remember that. Oh God. I remember that night I was so asleep and I was like, like my phone's going off. I'm like, what the hell? And they're like, your food truck's on fire. I'm like, huh? And so I went there and literally saw it just going up in flames. I was like, you're just kind of numb. I'm just like, uh, shit. And then it's kind of like, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to give up. But it did suck at the moment. I mean, your whole business gone, you know. There goes your moneymaker. Wasn't making any money. I was like, awesome. This is gonna be so fun. And then dealing with insurance and all that fun crap. Um, but then it ended up working out, thank God for the wrestling world. I mean, Impact called me back, paid me very good. Um, DDP reached out. DDP actually reached out to me in less than 24 hours. Wow. Like the next day, he's like, Hey ODB, it's DDP. I'm like, damn what's up because i just did um starcast the uh, following week so it was like perfect i mean don't say perfect timing but it was like all the wrestlers saw it and then bam it blew up but honestly i look back at that and it was the best thing that ever happened i think i was outgrowing that food trailer um and someone from above obviously blew that bitch up you know and it got me my <laughs> got me my dream food truck got me more publicity from it. Um, it was a lot of work, you know, I 
there was a lot of times where I'm like, Ugh, like, you know, I, I cried, you know, and this sure. is like, shit, now what? But I wasn't giving up. And then I just, during that winter time, you know, dealing with, all right, I might have enough money to buy a new truck, you know, what am I going to do? And then I, you know, just bartended. Um, so I've always been a bartender. So I bartended at my, uh, one of my best friends bar back home in Minnesota and then got back into the wrestling world and got that money and ended up working out. Where was your food truck or food trailer at the time when it was on fire? It was actually at my buddy's bar, literally like five minutes from me. In I Minnesota? parked it in his parking lot yeah, in Minnesota. And, uh, he was actually out of town. And then he heard about it. He's like, holy shit. I'm just glad no one got hurt. So I, I guess before that, um, a bartender was literally out there smoking a cigarette by it. Wow. And I'm like, oh my God, if that thing would have blew up and like, oh, I'm so thankful no one got hurt. Like, So oof. what ended up causing the fire? They never investigated it, which, huh. so like the next day... The, the guy, oh, the guys were there that night and the guy was looking around. He's like, we have no idea. He's like, do you have any propane? I'm like, no propane on the truck. It was all electric. And he's like, didn't come from your smokers. And maybe, you know, maybe it was an electrical fire, which I'm thinking it was because it was an old trailer built into a food trailer. And then they never came and like looked at it. But I was like, oh. But we're thinking this was an accident. This wasn't arson or vandalism. No, we watched. There was actually a camera on it. So me and my buddy actually sat down and watched it. And we were like looking at it. We don't see anyone going around it. And all of a sudden you just see like smoke coming out of the um, vent there, the hood. And then all of a sudden it looked like someone just turned the switch on and bam, it just wow. all the windows blew up. I was like, holy shit. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. So very quickly after that, an Indiegogo was set up to raise yeah. money so you could buy another food truck. You didn't reach yeah. the goal of 50000 Does Does the campaign still get paid out to you? Yep, it still got, yeah, it still okay. got paid out. And then what was kind of cool, so everyone that donated, I actually shipped out, you know, a barbecue sauce to them, T-shirts and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, that was great. Like, all I mean, the wrestling world, it's like, you don't realize how much you're loved. I was like, damn, <laughs> I was like, this is pretty cool. But I think so. it's so important to key in on what you said, that that's the best thing to ever happen to you. You know how crazy yeah. that sounds, that a fire for your, your, your business got caught on fire and that's yeah, the best it, thing to happen to you. <laughs> I know you look back, I, I'm, I'm such a believer in that stuff. Like everything happens for a reason, mm. you know, don't wait for it to happen. But, you know, if things... You know, I mean, you know, being getting to that level where you want to be, it's not going to be an easy ride. You know, the journey is going to have some bumps in the roads, but this is how you handle them. So, What's the best advice that you have for someone who wants to start a food truck of their own? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah, don't. No. It's just like everyone who wants to get into wrestling, don't do it. <laughs> well, the... um. I get that question a lot. Like some people just think because they're a good chef. Oh, I want a food truck. I'm going to do this. You know what? Don't yeah, do it because you love it. Like do it. Like I look at other food trucks and I think it's awesome. Like I'm doing a big food truck festival on Saturday in Sanford, Florida, and it's going to be 30 of us and we're all going to be so different. I love the uniqueness. Like people get too, we like when they start a food truck, they're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Just just do it, you know, like, don't think too hard. Um, you know, I, I'm not a chef. I just have, you know, I just who I am. And, you know, people, uh, I think if you really, if you're willing to put in the work and work your ass off, do it because it's worth it, but you've got to, I mean, it's not a hobby, definitely not a freaking hobby. <laughs> I think there's two types of people in the world. There's people like me who like to eat and do not like to cook. I, you know, cooking for me is a means to an end. <laughs> then there's people yeah. like you who like to cook and also enjoy eating it. I do, yeah. Like when I'm on my food truck, I literally am like, oh, I better try everything before I sell it, you know? And <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> but then it's funny though, like when I come home, I'm like, Ugh, I'm starving. I don't want to cook, but I, I mean, I still love cooking, but sometimes when, you know, when it's just me, I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to cook right now. And I, I don't in, really want to eat my food. I lived in Florida for five years. And when I would see the people working in food trucks, I, I don't know how you guys do it. It's so hot already in Florida. Uh, 
And then you're going to put yourself inside a food truck. How do you pull it off? I'm thankful I don't have any deep fryers or flat tops. So all I have is uh, smokers on my truck. So it doesn't get as hot as people working with grease. So that is kind of an up. But yeah, I definitely won't be here during the summer months. I'll I'll be, yeah. Having a smoker in there, you must smell delicious all the time. (laughs) Like right now, you smell like delicious smoked meat, don't you? (laughs) I literally smell like a pork butt all the time. I think I should... uh, uh, bottle that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> it can be O to ODB. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always, I can actually smell my smoker right now. I'm like, oh gosh. And it's not even plugged in. I automatically smell it. Yeah. It's probably all <laughs> over your sheets and every, like your entire airstream oh, yeah, probably smells like that. Oh yeah. It's probably hot bringing a guy back. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I said that probably is hot. Like, oh, <laughs> you cooking something in here? No, that's just yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, cooking me dinner. Yeah. <laughs> so if that's your advice to someone who wants to have a food truck, what's your advice to someone who wants to break into the wrestling industry? Oh boy. Um, enjoy it. Have fun. Um, I always say if you're not having fun, don't do it. But rest, I mean, God, getting into the wrestling business, I think is a lot easier now. I mean, there's so many places to work, you know, everyone just wants to get, you know, to WWE, the big show, but there's so many other places you can work. Like, I've never been to WWE. I'm glad, you know, I'm happy with where I've been. And it's just so cool. There's so many different um, promotions to go and do it. And it's so, you know, I think as long as, I mean, I love the wrestling world. I mean, I'm thankful that I got to do what I did. And like, it's, it's a fun and you meet so many cool people. You know, you're all my good friends are all wrestlers and you have a good connection. So when you find, you know, I'd say, you know, try it out and, but it's not, it's not guaranteed. I can tell you that. <laughs> no one. I know there's going to be, I know there's going to be a lot of people that are watching this interview that are certainly familiar with who you are, but maybe they've never seen an ODB match. Yeah. Maybe they're not an impact fan. What's yeah. an ODB match that they need to look up right now. What's the go-to ODB match. Oh boy. My go-to ODB. Oh shit. That's a tough one. I'd say, um, Oh man. That's our, uh, I don't know if you want to go like way back in the day of sure. like the good old TNA days. Um, definitely, um, ODB versus Gail Kim and awesome Kong. Um, I believe it was, it was a pay-per-view. I'm not sure the name, maybe bound for glory. One of those. Um, yeah, just, uh, or, and then also too, I also got married in the ring. So those are one of my, that's one of my favorite moments getting married in a steel cage. So look up ODB wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a lot of TNA fans, impact fans will definitely be familiar with the work that you did with Eric young. And I feel like that took your character like up to another level. Yeah, it was fun when they put me and EY together. I mean, our chemistry just clicked. I mean, we had a blast. Like we were just cracking each other up. Like you should see some of our takes. <laughs> like we would do stuff and they're like, did you guys just really say that? We're like, yeah, They're like, we got to do this again. And it was just fun. Like um, we actually, EY, we actually met in like 2003 backstage in Green Bay, Wisconsin in a WWE event. We were both like extras hmm. and I was actually packed up my truck and move into Nashville where TNA was. And he's like, well, I'm going to Nashville. He's like, let's follow each other. So we followed each other got to Nashville. I ended up staying there for a couple of years and I think he stayed or he's from Canada, but I think he stayed in Nashville for a little bit. And then, you know, that's where Tracy Brooks was and stuff. And then we, we've just, you know, stayed friends ever since. And then they, teenagers like, we want to put you two together. And we're like, all right, hmm. cool. <laughs> when, when do you, you know, think you really, when do you think you really started to hit your stride as the ODB character that we, you know, became familiar with in TNA? Oh boy. Um, it really hit, like, I think once, um, God, it was probably, I don't know, maybe my second year at TNA, they kind of let me, um, the one thing I loved about me is, like, I got to do other stuff besides just being part of the knockout division. Like, yeah. if I wasn't going after the title, um, I was still doing something. Like, they gave me my own talk show. Um, I think getting my, I think it was, like, talking trash with ODB. 
Um, so I got to be part of that. And that was my idea that I pitched. And cause I always liked, you know, Piper's pit. So I was like, oh, I want to do a, a thing, you know, like a cool little talk show. And I think that's what kind of got my character a little bit. Cause I kind of, you know, I got to be more, I just let it out. There's, I, sometimes I watch my shit and I was like, what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> I just went out. It was like, whatever. <laughs> but I think like they let me do me, like, you know, having a own, own talk show, win a date with ODB, um, being part of the guys division, you know, with EY and just like doing just random other stuff was, uh, was cool. Like I didn't always have to, you know, be the champion and stuff. So it was cool. I just feel like who you are the rest of the time, who you are outside the ring is so much nicer and sweeter and different than someone might expect <laughs> after seeing your character. I, yeah. When people meet me, they're like, Oh, you're, Oh, they, oh, they look at me. They're like, Oh, you're a lot. Um, you're a lot smaller in person. They think I'm just like this huge chick or something that's going to roar, you know? <laughs> I think like, they oh, think you're, you're like sweet. awesome Kong size and she's big. I, yeah. I think they do. And I'm like, they're like, wow. They're like, we thought be a lot bigger. I was like, well, thank you. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you're just like, I'm all boobs. That's it. I know. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. So we're going to be seeing you in impact probably as this interview is coming out yeah pretty much yeah oh this yeah. is huge yep it's uh oh boy <laughs> I oh boy start. you should put that on a shirt you've said oh boy like 15 times in this interview Am I? Oh, it's, it, could, it could be a drinking game <laughs> oh boy <laughs> that's my new pro wrestling t-shirt <laughs> seriously oh boy perfect oh oh boy <laughs> where can people find you online so you can go, I have a website, uh, odbsmeetandgreet.com. And then you can follow me on social media, the Twitter, um, the Instagram, Facebook, under the ODB BAM. So I have all that listed. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm uh, always on social media. I love sharing my, I like getting more personal with people, like sharing, you know, my story in life, my, you know, about relationships and all that fun stuff and traveling, so. You're going to see more, you're going to get more personal with ODB if you follow me on social media. <laughs> and by the way, it's meat and greet like the meat that you would eat, M-E-A-T. Yeah, M-E-A-T, yeah. Oh, yeah. I end every interview talking about gratitude. And I have it behind me here. Be great, be grateful. I think that if you can be grateful, you'll live a great life. So I want to ask you, ODB, what are three things in your life that you're grateful for right now? Oh, well, my health, grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful for, uh, good people in my life. I surround myself with good people, my friends and family, and I'm grateful for, uh, something new that came into my life a few months ago. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what that is, but you'll, I'm sure you'll find out soon. <laughs> okay. Wow. What a teaser there. Okay. Well, whatever it is, I'm very happy for you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. This was such a great conversation. So good seeing. Oh, this seeing was fun. It was just nice and yeah, it was refreshing. I like it. We'll do one in person. We'll we'll have some, you know, we'll have some of the food from the meet and greet truck. We'll do this yeah. in person. Oh, I can't wait to have like a fun wrestling convention and reunion with everyone. I think that's going to be, those are going to be now. I can't wait for the first one to come. I think that's going to be so fun for all of us. If nothing else, this time has made us appreciate that stuff so much more. Right? Yes, I agree. Because before I was like, Ugh, another wrestling convention, Ugh, yeah. you know. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, can't wait to see everyone and hang out and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, thank yeah. you so much. This was great. Well, thanks, Chris. This was awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And stay safe out there. And how is it in L.A. right now? Everything's pretty closed. <laughs> we can hike and go to the beach, but uh, we can't go to restaurants, can't even dine outside at restaurants. My gym is in a parking lot now, but I'm Damn. hopeful. They just opened up yeah. a mass vaccination site at a few of the stadiums here. So, oh, really? So I'm hopeful that we're heading in the right direction. Yeah, because you guys have been pretty much locked down this whole time. Pretty much. I, I moved here six months ago, and when oh, I man. moved here... Gyms were open for like, you know, a week or two and mm -hmm. restaurants were open outdoor dining. And now 
Yeah, it's pretty locked down. But I think it's the right move so that we can head in the right direction. Hey, I, yeah, I agree. Just get this shit over with. Yeah. That's the perfect way to end this. <laughs> <laughs> There you have it. Isn't she so sweet? And I love how she said that her food truck burning down was the best thing to happen to her. Way to take a negative and turn it into the best positive ever. And I know you couldn't see her there because this is just the audio interview, although you can, of course, watch the video of this on YouTube. But she was smiling nonstop, just full of amazing energy. And as the artist Mary Inglebright once said, If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change the way you think about it. Be great. Be grateful. We will see you on the next one for some more insight. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.